What do you mean by live? Genuine live? Yes. We're broadcasting. Hello, radio! <laughs> good evening, good day, good afternoon, good morning. I don't know when it's going to be when you listen to this, but welcome back to The Way We HNC It. I cannot believe we're finally there, but a season unlike any other that we have experienced so far is in the books. We have champions, we have wooden spoons, and we have everything in the middle. We have touchdown leaders, we have interception leaders, and we have the winner of the sack race. Um, all, all good things to come um, on the show today. So, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Tom Clark. How are you, Tom? I'm grand, thanks, Bez. How are you doing? I am very well. I'm glad to glad to be back chatting nonsense once again. It's always, always hey. enjoyable. Seems unfair saying nonsense when it's me that's here. It is, it is generally your nonsense, so, um, but that's what the people enjoy. Um, on the subject, well, on the, the opposite end of nonsense, uh, Greg Sim will not be joining us today because it is Mama Sim's birthday, so we would like to extend our warm HNC wishes to Greg's mum. Hopefully they're having a lovely day and a lovely dinner out as we speak. Um, but in, in his place, we have a very, very special guest. Um, it's someone who's been on the show before. It is a friend of the show. It is the quarterback of the Leeds Samurai, who also happens to do something at BAFA. It is, of course, the People's Commish, Kyle Taylor. <laughs> well, I am uh, honoured to be here in Greg's place. Thanks for having me, Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to be honest, the fact that you've shown up probably means that you've done about the same amount of prep work for the news that Greg normally would. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, can we can we do Kyle in the news? I haven't got a jingle. Put him Kyle, under the same for, like, for Kyle with um... the news as possible. As, as uh, unfortunately, I did not have time to do any bonus jingle creating this week. Um, <laughs> but I do have jingles to come for the future, so we'll be. Will be good. That's we'll the only reason I came. Just for your jingle. Came, well, I mean, there's time. I mean, this can be posted at any time. So maybe by the time we get there, there will be a jingle. <laughs> um, <laughs> should really have a guest introduction jingle. Um, so yeah, how's how are things? How was your season? Keeping well. Um, I mean, I'm still here, so I think keeping well is is a good thing. All but, things yep. considered. Um. I think, uh, you know, we're generally all coming out the other side of a very long, what is it, nearly two years now? Getting there. It feels like forever. Um, so, yeah, um, but on the plus side, um, really happy we got to bring football back, basically, albeit in a different guise this year. Um, I think the important thing is just getting people back on the field. And from a football perspective, for me, that's been really positive because it's given us a chance to like um, test the depth of the team and give people chances that they wouldn't have necessarily if they were playing premiership football or whatever else it might be. So it's been a really good year for development of the team, which I'm hoping will set up in the future. Yeah, of course. I think quite a lot, a lot of teams feel that way. Um, it's been... I think it's been good for the, you know, the normally Division One teams to to play up, um, and I think it's also been good for, um, like you see a lot of the Premiership players who obviously don't go to Div One days, 
meeting the people that they hear about in, in person and hopefully there's like I know that in Scotland there's been a lot of you know like oh that's who that is and you know chatting away between games about like you know try this when you, you know do this when you do you know when you're here on your route or whatever like try this try that you know um which is is yeah that kind of community thing has been has been really good to see um yeah for sure it's been great just to for me personally just you know outside of everything else and uh, any organizational capacity just being back on the field and seeing familiar faces and being able to talk football and play and whatever else um has been incredible um after the amount of time that's been off um so you know huge weight lifted for me personally um i don't know how you guys kind of have felt about it or obviously it's been a bit different but you know there are obviously benefits to the way it's been as you've said this yeah for sure i mean i i loved it like i the first part of it was weird how normal it felt like i think i expected to be a bit more like oh my god there's a bunch of people in the cage um kind of thing um <laughs> like rather than you know just because like as potentially like essentially the, the, there's a lot one basically the largest group i've been in was the first game day because you've got we had the the Durham and kings up and then we had the silvers and the Elcats all in the same in the same space um and i'd only attended you know since I've moved, I've only attended like one or two Orcats training sessions. So I haven't really been with the full team very often. Um, so to have everyone, it was pretty interesting how like normal that felt. But then at the same time, like, you know, you've got like referees that are all masked, masked up and and doing all the like the sign-ins and the, and the form filling now. But it just, that's just like part and parcel of the whole thing now. But I think I was impressed by like, how chill everyone was and then also like how competitive the games were you know like it kind of like personally i feel like i'm way behind the curve but the games felt competitive like there that doesn't really seem like anyone like basically everyone you've, you speak to is like oh you know lockdown rubbing their belly and all that kind of stuff but i don't really think that the standard of play dropped that much um when it actually came to it like when it actually came to like okay we need to score now I think that there was a there was still, you know, enough enough spice, enough mustard in the games to uh, to keep them at keep them going and play people that I would never normally play. Like it's so cool. Oh. Just a community yeah. full of athletes. That's why it's all muscle memory. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just you know like high 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 performing uh, athletes. All you know, you know, you never much like elephants that never forget. So. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was great um, <clears throat> I also really enjoyed how like there's there's gate you know because I mean you look at like the Broncos for example Jimmy's got a notebook that's got like every game every tackle that the Broncos team have ever made going back to like the year 2000 or something right yeah. um, and it was cool that they were getting psyched about like you know we have never played the Colts in a competitive game same with the Wildcats same with the um the Hornets and the Bees and us and the Silvers, like we've never actually played each other in a game before. You know, we play each other in training all the time, but like in a game, we've never actually done it. And <clears throat> it was the same with like, you know, one Wildcats Raptors at the weekend there. Like we've never actually played each other in any, ever. Um, part of the same league for the last five years or whatever, but 
never actually played. So I think that like it was cool. I was cool. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been really fun. And so you look at the you can look at the um, the leagues. You look at the the NEC East <clears throat> that you guys are in, and I don't know whether this is maybe a bit of ignorance or not, but you know, seeing like the Longhorns and the Bears sitting at uh, three and four above uh, Newcastle and the Honey Badgers, I think is similar to seeing the, the Raptors kind of coming up. It's like, it's just emphasizing the, like what you said there, but it's like the, 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 the talent and the, isn't, it's not as lopsided towards the Premier League teams, although it was a bit of an asterisk year. And it's definitely not as lopsided as I think people think it is. Um, you know, I mean, we saw, I mean, I'm sure you'll come to it with the stats later on, but we've seen, you know, Raptors players put up huge numbers. And I'm assuming, looking at your, your league there, uh, Kyle, like, is is Nottingham Lincoln, Lincolnshire being three at four, three and four, a bit of a surprise? Um, not necessarily. Um, like, the Bears are a good team, for sure. Um, and they've uh, gotten the better of us a few times during the course of history. Um not that many, I would point out. What a few. Um, <laughs> <My> drop. <laughs> clip, clip, clip that. <laughs> um, Lincoln, on the other hand, uh, you know, the same thing. Like, uh, they're a relatively new team, but, like, I've known Cameron for years. Like, when I first started playing flag in, like, 2000 and... 11 or whatever it was that's a long time ago now um uh cameron was part of the burnley tornadoes team okay um and like their, their youth team and they just started a flag team one time so we played them a couple of times really randomly uh i i will i will go the other way and say at that time cameron did get the better of me but <laughs> that team doesn't exist anymore so it doesn't count um, fair, 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 fair. i also didn't play for leeds because i hadn't set up the lead samurai at this point in time um so let's just wipe that slate there. um there's no record it didn't happen exactly yeah so uh yeah it was really interesting to play them but like you know i i knew that Cameron was a decent player. I knew that he'd do a good job setting up a new team. It was great to get an opportunity to play them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, see what they're made of, see what we're made of. That's the thing. Like, that's one of the things I've enjoyed so much this year is just, you know, the Premiership doesn't really move around that much. The teams that kind of are the yo-yo teams don't really move around that much. So if you include those, like, you're often playing the same people year on year and whatever else so um i think from a team perspective great to expose people to different levels of play and whatever else and you know from a personal perspective it was great to just play a different selection of teams and you know get out there in the community and whatever else so um yeah i'm not long story short i'm not surprised by their results um i would say that you know in the future they're probably going to be uh two of the top teams in div one in you know the nearest future, and then certainly on an upward trajectory from there. Yeah. Cool. So we'll see them cool. in 2023 then, Tom, once they get promoted, then we'll get to see them when we come down. <laughs> yes. Or they come up to, to visit us because we always get to play somewhere oh, yeah. in Edinburgh. So that's always that's always good. Um, 
yeah, that's cool. So what you're telling us is that there's no chance of just like going halfway down the standings, drawing a line and saying, right, next year, this is the Premier League. Is that what you're telling us? You're going to deny, you're going to deny the Bears and Longhorns their automatic promotion to the Premier League. <laughs> everything has to be in in life i think yeah. that's the saying or something like that, yeah. It? So, yeah yeah nothing that, for that free. sounds like personal grudges being held there yeah so. <laughs> okay well i, I would like against anybody tom i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> in that case in that case i would like to just apologize to the renfrewshire raptors i did try i tried to get you promoted um, <laughs> um so yeah that's that no um yeah i think I definitely, well, I, w- I did have a game for us, Tom, that I actually haven't gotten around to yet. So that might be something that we do in another show. Ooh. I was going to go back and comb through our um, our predictions, our, uh, you, our standings predictions from April or whenever we did it. Um, you know, when we didn't know who was playing for what team. Oh, so, it's still there. So. so the good news is that as long as you ignore League Republic... I think I've only got like two or three wrong. Like I was, I was pretty close to it, and but League Republic like is it's just it's my it's, it it. just hates me. So because <laughs> you don't know what the, um, like the second yeah, tiebreaker need... is. That's that's the um, yeah. Because yeah, I'm pretty, I think I think so I was I think I was way out because I I had the um, I had done Furman continuing their rise to the top of the table um which unfortunately did not come off um so um i think i got i don't know i can't remember i would need to i would need to go back and and look at it i know i got i know i managed to wind someone up so that's what that's all that really matters as long as i'm winding people up with my uh with my predictions then that's all that matters so i found mine oh, go through mine since i've got mine here Okay. I'll wait till you've done it properly. No, no, talk them, talk them through it. Basically, the way I was going to do it was I was going to give you a point. I was going to give you two points if you got it right, and one point if you were one out. Okay, right, okay. So I, I had Broncos top. Oh, no, 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 you, no, you did not. I had. No, you didn't. I've got them here, actually. I found them. So you went Hornets, Broncos, Oil Cats, Comets, Kings, Raptors, Outlaws, Silvers, Colts, Bees, Chargers. Oh, well, I must have switched Hornets yeah. and Broncos around you, last minute. You and, you, you and Greg only switched, like, two people. Um, yeah. the, the only... Oh, yeah, yeah. And all three of us had Hornets and Broncos top. And everyone had the charges at the bottom. And other than that, the only other thing we all had exactly the same was all of us had the Comets in fourth. <laughs> That's the only other one that matches is the fourth place. Um, so yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back to that later on. Um, yeah, well that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, so, the highest that the I'm Raptors sure possibly got come across. Was one, two, three, four, five. The highest the Raptors got was sixth, I believe. Um, me yeah so we did them a little bit did them dirty and uh, one two three four five i had the outlaws in sixth you had them in seventh no greg you and greg had them in seventh so i think i was closest with them yeah. 
So yeah, that's something to that's you can something. say whatever you want. I have the I can say clue. I can say whatever I like. Yeah, Tom, you managed to have <laughs> everyone in last. Um so yeah, that's that's the the stats that we'll fair. get back to. Um it's not the it's not the NEC. So <laughs> <laughs> You thread yeah, a. You, I, we didn't do any predictions for that at all. So you walk, <laughs> you walk a thin, a thin line there, Clark. Um, cool. Well, yes. What we'll do is we'll we'll uh, we'll take a a quick look around the the HNC scores from the weekend and of course the final standings, and then we will just have a chat about the life and times and football with Kyle, because um, there's a lot to the chin wag about. Um, so. Let's start off with the it game. It has been nearly a year since I've spoken to you. It has been nearly a year since I've spoken to us, and it, a, lot's, like, a lot's happened. A lot's happened since then. Um, and we've still... It, in fact, is it not more than a year? You know, I mean, I've, I've heckled you from afar. But you I'm have heckled sure. from afar. I think it might think be we... just over... Might be just over a year. I think it would be just... Yeah, yeah just we over, because were... we spoke to you not long after it had been cancelled. Yeah, and you were the you know second most hated man in in Baffa. Yeah. Thanks for that. Behind Tom. Um, behind the referee. Sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> outrageous, outrageous. Um, yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot to discuss. So um, let's start with the. Let's start with Charger Watch, shall we? Um, so the big the big game that we were keeping an eye on for the weekend was uh, Chargers and Colts. Um, this is the Chargers' home game um, and their last chance to get away from the wooden spoon and get that first league win. Um, unfortunately, it did not quite come off for them. Um, the return of Andy Brown, um, who was clinical, basically, in that game, um, throwing five touchdowns for a 38-22 win, um, don't know how that game would have gone down had Andy not been there, but the fact is that he was. He threw five and he rushed for one. Um, Craig Hutchinson on the defense, three picks. Stephen Cliff, three touchdowns. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the Chargers are resigned to another zero win year. Um, but I did have a quick, I did have a quick chat with with Dave, um, and you know they're they're taking a lot from the from the season. Um, and you know, they lost, they lost some guys to, to a wedding, to, to some, um, to some, uh, waiting on some COVID tests, um, which turned out to be negative. So that's good. We're happy that everyone's nice and healthy. Um, so looks like they're going to do a little bit of change at kind of club level, um, and get back at it for, for next year. Um, you like Tom, they're probably a team that would, that are, re- they're going to miss the most from winter league, I think. The lack of winning. Yeah, I mean, I hope they don't change too much because, like, I know it, it must start to seem patronizing because we keep saying over and over. But like, you compare them to that first winter league, winter league one when they came in, mm. and it's like it's totally unrecognizable. Yeah, drop and cheese. Um, um, I fully agree with that. Fully agree. I mean, you've got to see they're putting on points, like quite a lot of points. Like twenty-two against the Colts, like last year, would have been an absolute shock result. There were um... seen um, the same kind of in uh, Scotland, where I, I mean, some teams for 
buzz down around here very much remained the same. I think despite getting back to play, like COVID has still had a huge impact because there's still a lot of people that aren't comfortable to play. Some people have been knocked out of the league because of, you know, either for reasons of COVID or they've got conflicts with a bunch of other things or, or whatever else. So I'm not 100% sure that this year is a full and fair reflection of exactly how teams are. I don't know if that's how you guys feel yeah. about it. I think that's fair. I think there's definitely like you definitely like when it's when it's one game week a month and the season is going April to August. I think you don't see that because people spread everything out. But when it's week on, week off, week on, week off, week on, week off, people have just got other things to do. And once you bring in that like thought in the back of your head that um, you know, there's no, there's no promotion, there's no relegation, there's no playoff, there's no winning. You know, there's always winning, but there's no winning. Um, you know, we're not going to get to go to a playoff or whatever. Like, if I miss a game week, doesn't really matter. Like, um, like you look at some of the players, well, just there's pride. There's always pride. There's always pride. But the thing is, if you're not there, you can't get beat. Um, <laughs> so, um, just, I mean, that's so, like a quote we've heard from uh, Kyle just a second ago, right? <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, you've definitely you've got guys on our team who would normally not miss, would normally like you know construct their calendar around yeah. football, who I think haven't bought this year. You know, you've got guys running, you know, taking part in triathlons or going on hol- going away on holiday and and all that kind of stuff and. I think that there's more of like an outburst of people doing activities coming out of lockdown that would never have happened in a regular year because people are always doing stuff throughout the year. But when you get told to sit in your house for four months from, from, you know, Christmas onwards, then yeah. And I think you're seeing that, like you see that in a lot of youth sports at the moment, like a lot of youth clubs are massively oversubscribed, but also massively struggling with like retention because kids are just trying everything. Um, because they've not, you know, they've, you know, been talking to their teacher on Zoom for the last few years. The house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody that has gotten off the couch to do a triathlon, I have the utmost respect for. Um, I've struggled to get off the couch. So. Thanks, I think it's just run- Yeah, I think it's just running away well from. Well done the- to them. Just start running away from your problems, and then that'll be. Then all of a sudden you're swimming. So I think that's kind of how it. How it starts. <laughs> Um, no, a canal. Yeah, um, no, I think all saying that, like if you look through the league, we've only seen at least up here, we've only really seen one, two teams that have been bare bones on game days. Like everyone's had numbers, it's just maybe not been getting everyone together that they would normally have. Like you don't necessarily have your first choice or you, you know, your first two choice lineups kind of thing it's it's a bit more higgledy but um i've seen quite i mean i've i i've only i only attended two home games this year i'm one of these people that's not quite felt comfortable playing and, and things yet but i think all in all um we've seen a lot of people it's just like you say it the the one that you're used to seeing every week that was the bit that was the difference we noticed or i noticed sorry yeah for sure um yeah other the other games and and west lothian 
um, we had the first ever competitive meeting between the Broncos and the Colts, um, the last game of the season, which is big team versus little team, as it were. Um, yeah, no, no shocks with um, the Broncos walking away with the win there. Um, Scooter, Callum Woods and Fraser Thompson basically doing what they do um, across all levels of the sport um, and coming out with the win. Um, 38-13. Um, looks like the, um, the Colts put up a, a respectable fight. Andy Brown threw another couple of touchdowns there. Um, but no, no surprises there as the Broncos went on to secure their, their third place finish for the year. Um, and that means that the other game is the Broncos and the Chargers. Um, Chargers 12, Broncos 48. Um, familiar names on the score sheet are, yeah, Scooter McKenzie, Callum Woods, Fraser Thompson, um, Jimmy Thompson, still getting it done. Last game of the season, two touchdowns. Um, and um Sarah Wakelin continuing to absolutely dominate the sack race in the HNC. Um, so more on that later. But spoiler alert, congratulations to Sarah for winning that one by an absolute mile. <laughs> um, it was, if you want to say it, Tom. I mean, not even close. Not even close. Um, won it with a game. You know what, it's, it's a l- um, my favourite <laughs> statistical category basically because I get to call it the sack race um, and it's, <laughs> blitzers are consistently overlooked and they don't deserve it. So congratulations to, to Sarah there on winning the sack race and on the Broncos on securing their third place finish, um, which is very good. Very good. Um, I mean, are we surprised that Sarah is destroying it or? <laughs> no. I can't even say that in a space. No. Just, yeah, I think we've said this every time we made a joke. It's like, it's just unfair. Like, that Broncos team, like, the talent that... <laughs> is it, like, if there's ever, like, a mixed... Uh, a mixed... Um, international tournament, you could pretty much still just fly that Broncos team out and it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, they've definitely definitely got the... Uh, got the pieces. Um Right, let's go. Let's go to Johnston because the the good games were on the other side of the country on Sunday. So we'll we'll wait. We'll leave them till last. Um, so the Raptors and the Silver Cats they got back together again. Um, HNC um, Div One um, regulars, those two, and consistent consistent foes. Um, and yeah, that was it was it was Ben Wilson's Raptor side that came out on top despite um the the lack of PJ um didn't really seem to miss too much of a beat in that in that game. Um Jason Dale um missed the first couple of game days, was back for the last one and back again, um pulling in three three touchdowns. Um and Later on in the day, he would he would go on to to throw some as well. Um, he was doing just doing a bit of everything. Um, Jiggy got in on the act. Please as say well. he got a sack and an interception. He did not. At who? Oh, Jiggy? No, he didn't. No. 
Um, no, and it was good to see Coach Mark. Coach Mark finally made it onto the field for a game on and on their final drive yeah. of the season. Oh no, final drive of the game against the Silver Cats. Um, caught himself a touchdown. Um, so that was that was good to see for, for Mark. Um, nice to see him on the field as well. Um, on the Silver Cats side, Sean McDonald considered continuing to perform well for the Silvers and rookie sensation Simon Brzezinski. Um, with with two touchdowns there um, to keep them in the game and Nick Gordon returning to centre after um, his heroic stint at quarterback um, pulled in two touchdowns as well a nice way to to end the season for him um, so so in Nick's own words he's been he's labelled himself as the worst performing fantasy player in all time to have played a whole season. Did he break positive? Oh, oh God. Okay, right. Hang on. <laughs> right. Um, okay, we'll come back to that. We'll come back. We'll come back to that one. I'll need to work out um, the the, fi- the next final um, final fantasy. Like, so join us. Join us later on in the show to find out if Nick scored positive fantasy points on the season. Um, I happen to think that he probably did, um, yeah. but. So if we if we done the oh it's going to be close, um, it's going to be close. <laughs> if we did a fantasy um, NEC and Emmy no any it is NEC sorry I cannot get that stuck in my head. N. <laughs> it's mainly because half, half the teams are like Midlands. This but, is this uh, is where we started with like this is not Middle England like Bez just looked at a map it's clearly North England. <laughs> All right, let's not start this I mean... again. <laughs> Sorry, Jed. Sorry, Jed. I said it on there. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to apologize to Jed. My English geography is as bad as your Scottish geography is. Um, but basically, I think everything in Northern England is 40 miles apart, so you can ref each other, right? That's basically what we're looking at. <laughs> All the more reason for you to move down here. You know, All the more reason to just travel less. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yes, but would you? So would you have had? Would you have had um, any like clear walkaway leaders if you'd had a uh, fantasy NEC this year, like we've had with Sarah in the sack race? Um, Start leader wise, I I don't know. There are a few people who I would have, um, you know, picked had circumstances not changed. So like. Uh, David McKinley, who is back up in Scotland now, and um, you know if he was still about, I'd definitely put him at one of the tops in the categories. Um, there's a few good quarterbacks in the league, uh, or the conference is a better word, you know. Yeah. Uh, a few people competing for that. It just depends what you're looking for. I don't think there'd be any clear standouts. I mean, the biggest um, surprise really is who's this um, George Slade guy just absolutely slaying the interceptions with 20 this year and Oofed. I've never heard of him before like, I mean no offence to you George if you are listening um, <laughs> I'll meet you sometime soon but uh, yeah um, you know real out of the blue preferably, so, preferably not when he's on our defence but it looks the best uh, yeah I mean that'd be that'd be for the best yeah <laughs> that's quite a number George oh my god 20 um, yeah. but yeah I mean th- nobody kind of like uh, like hugely out there. I definitely have banked on some of my guys to, you know, be up in the um 
in consideration. I mean, you're kind of like you're being kind of say that, but I'll I'll be honest for you, Kyle, and say that you're kind of like pushing yourself down here because you are third in the in the passing touchdowns for the NEC East. Throwing throwing thirty seven, and I only played fifty percent of the time. And you only played half of the games because let's just let's just keep let's keep that because there's the who who have we got Scott Anthony Martin coming in behind you with nineteen. So if we're basically saying that you given the opportunity could have thrown those extra nineteen touchdowns if you'd wanted, you know, you'd have been (laughs) you know fifty seven touchdowns on the year. You know, Cameron Cameron Stewart. I'm sorry. Cam, sorry, I'm sorry, played, Cam. The last know? time we played, you know, it, was it 2019? It can't be 2019. 2018, 2019? I can't remember the last time we played now. That was uh, 121 touchdown season for me. I'm, you know, I'll leave that out there. So, that is, uh, you know, include, that's HNC numbers right there. <laughs> I was about to say, um, but that, that, was, that was when you weren't playing HNC now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? Do you want to live up in Aberdeen? Yeah, well, I just speak to Mike, you know, get me a house. Here we go. Oh, my. <laughs> right. I just. Right. Holiday did, home. Did. How many, how many games did you play? Like your team play in your league? And you're in the East? Do you play 10? I want to say 12. 12. Okay. Honestly. And then. The NEC West, did they play the same? Because you, because there was just so many NEC teams, right? That you had to like split it up into East and West. Because yeah, yeah, I've just I've just clicked on to like the the East and West stats, um, and Alan Mead threw seventy two touchdowns and six interceptions, and was only sacked Ooh. twice, right? I mean, that's outrageous. Like, I, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm assuming they didn't lose a single game, right? We're going to go and say that they they won every game. Um, but yeah, they uh, race for perfection and all. That's like torching the entire league. Um, so yeah, I know. Well, Alan, I know is a yeah. is a friend of the show and um, has a superb feeling positive testing negative t-shirt so um shout out to him for absolutely crushing it um <laughs> i forgot that you could look at everyone else it's great um so yeah well done well done there there is um, there is a world outside of borders of scotland this you know <laughs> yeah but like no one talks to us so i just don't talk to anybody else <laughs> like, just, <laughs> like, you, know, um, you know we don't like them and they don't like us um so yeah i just know my limits i just know i just know i know what i know so i stick to it um so and what i what i do know as well is that the clyde comics and aberdeen silvercats um played out a game that was death like this it was close it was i will be honest that i pretty sure i picked against them come the when we did our pickums last week tom um but yeah it was 3340 to the comments um the which is was yeah it was i because i was actually on the sideline being like consistently being like this is still close right like this it was it just um although i think that's a mistake 
because that's the oil cat score and league republic has it as the silver cat score it wasn't that close because that just shocks me there hang on no right are you it reading was, the was, wrong scores no it says aberdeen silver cats 33 clyde comets 40 which is incorrect the clyde comets did win the game but they won it 41 to 19 um, yeah, because that's the oil cat score. So that's the oil cat score, just the wrong way around. Um, so yeah, yeah, silvers, silvers. That makes more sense. The silvers put up a pretty good fight in that game, um, and I kept asking if it was close, and it wasn't until the very end that they were like, "It's just got out to three scores," um, which is is tough to tough to pull back against any team. Never mind a team of a team of that quality. Um, yeah, but no, it was good to see you know, a little bit of. Yeah, always. A little bit of breaking news. Well, not break. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, unofficially, officially, Neely will be back next year. Hey, there we go. He he, he promised a fully promised. competitive season. Here we go. Um, and this one he hasn't counted, so he will be playing next year. Cool. Coming back to to torch Dev one. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was good. It was good to see Neil. Actually, he was in he was in good form. Um, and it was good. Yeah, it was good to catch up with you know Paz and Chris and. And all those guys, um, and yeah, they were they were playing well, and um, certainly gave us a fright, um, for sure. Um, Oilcats and Comets was the the final game, our final game, and their final game, obviously of of the season. Um, Oilcats ran out forty to thirty three winners, having been down twenty six eight at halftime, um, which was a bit of a monster comeback, bit of a monster second half. Um, and very much a, a game of a game of two halves. Um, that was very very enjoyable. But I'm probably only saying that because the second half happened. Um, it was not a particularly happy bunny <laughs> at halftime. Um, so there is that. But no, that was that was a really good game. And obviously the Oilcats and the Raptors, 48 points to 20 for the Oilcats. Um, so Oilcats finish um, with just the one loss to the Hornets in second place. Um, so that leaves us with some wild games. Um, well, one singular wild game. Um, so let's start off with the, um, what we do first outlaws, outlaws first, let's do the outlaws first. So the outlaws, um, and the Hornets, um, Hornets did what Hornets do, forty-two thirteen, um, to the Hornets just overpowering um, the Edinburgh Outlaws there. Um, but good to see Liam Clutterbuck back in at quarterback, um, even though Tom's fantasy team took yet another gut punch with Matt Stage Baxter um, plying his handsome trade somewhere else. Um, unfortunately for him, well, unfortunately for you, Tom. Um, but and obviously, unfortunately for the for the outlaws, as the as the Hornets took one big step closer to um, the title. Um, but the outlaws managed. I mean, to... I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with it and, and say, you know, I I picked him, I stuck with him, and I'm a little disappointed in the outlaws not letting him throw a pass from wherever he was in the world. That's that's fair. Um, I mean. I mean, I'm assuming that you're just going to blame Archie. He could have just... Yeah. 
Even though, well, hang on. No, actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure. I think we should discuss something that I noticed in in the group chat earlier on. Um, that you and um, you and Archie seem to have returned to friendship. I mean, yes. The for feud, the, um... Can we can we officially call the feud over? Yes, yes, I think we can. I think we'll we'll go and we'll say that Archie is a wonderful human, and <laughs> um, the the support and and talent he brings to teams is is exceptional. And um, it would be misjudge of anyone to call him, um, you know, a bit of a letdown and a disappointment and a fraud. Um, I mean, he's just such a nice, genuine guy. That's you know what that Tom. That's that's so big of you to say, um, and I don't believe a word of it. Um, so yes, uh, the Outlaws obviously got their got their own back a little bit on the um, Killer Bees, thirty four six win there. Um, the usual suspects um, back back and forth there. Liam throwing more touchdowns and uh, James continuing to add to his total on the year. Um, so let's do this properly. So in the other Bees game, Dunfermline Kings versus the Killer Bees uh, ran out Kings 43, Killer Bees 24. Um, Stuart Anderson, six touchdowns. Um, and and Chan Fung returning to the act, Craig Nickel with two. Um, no Brandon Lamb um, on the day, but um, Kings offense seemed to hum along quite well without him. But um, I'm sure they'd much rather have him there. But it's interesting to see that they managed to kind of continue onwards, um, despite missing probably their sounds a little bit like their key contributor. Or what does it sound like, Tom? Like that you're calling him overrated. I mean, that's pretty much exactly what you just said there, right? I'm not calling a man with 13 touchdowns on the year, despite missing a game day, overrated, Tom. I just called him the key contributor. If you want to say something nasty about the, the artist formerly known as Carnegie, you can do that, right? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I love Don Furman. I think they're a great team. Um, and they thoroughly deserve their um, spot in the Prem, as I predicted they'd have kept and maintained all those years ago. But um, I'm pretty sure you just called uh, Callum overrated. We were talking about Brandon. Brandon. You're not even listening to I me. Up. I failed. Honestly, oh, honestly, names. Honestly, right. Well, the the big game of the day, the good game of the day, <laughs> the game that no one saw coming. You know, um, half time, Kings and Hornets twenty one twenty one. Um, defenses <laughs> both seeming to to do what they do. Um. And all tied up inside the two-minute warning. Um, but Kazar Shad got his got his big mitts up there. I've been calling him the best the best blitzer in the HNC for for a long time. Unfortunately, this year he's not going to win the sack race. Um, but he's he's still he's still some talent. Hornets get the ball back with 34 seconds left. I can only imagine the feeling of dread when you see that if you're standing on the sideline. Um, yeah. It's like... I think that was a really relaxed oh, way to th- end the game. 34 seconds to go. We all know what's going to happen. 
Nikki, two jewels for the win. Touchdown season, number one seat, number one all locked up. Um, yeah, championship locked up. And it was then that they went on to play the Outlaws to get their 10th win and the undefeated season clinched. So, of course, we can, for all the officialness of the show, declare that the Glasgow Hornets, as you've already seen on our Facebook page, are um, the, the HNC champions for 2021. And if you want to buy a celebratory T-shirt, you can do that. Um, it's got champions written on it. It's got their logo on it. And most importantly, it's got our logo on it. Um, and all the proceeds of that are going to go to a charity of the Glasgow Hornets choice. Um, they did not let me know what that is yet. As soon as we know what that is, you will know what that is. Um, but it's available. You can find that link on their Facebook page, on our Facebook page, and on the our shop itself if you go in T-Mail. Um, so that's that's pretty much pretty much the season right there. It's that is a wrap. Um, so it's it's all done. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's all done. Um, so yeah, congratulations, Glasgow. Second place, All Cats. Third place, Broncos. And the um, the award for the surprise of the year definitely goes to the Raptors with their fourth place finish. Um, Absolutely superb work from them. Um, full disclosure, um, the statistics that I have taken directly off the sheet and the League Republic stats do not match up. Um, so given that I have all of the stat sheets, I'm going to do a little bit of checking on them. Um, however, it is my spreadsheet that is going to inform the fantasy football winners. So as far as we are concerned, our spreadsheet um, will declare the the... The Who Done Goods Awards at the end of the year. Um, Yay! But that is that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that. So, yeah, you're just you're going to find out the fantasy football results later on because I haven't done them. Um, I'll be honest the the <laughs> there has not been enough time this week since I got the stats handed to me for me to do it. Um, so that's going to either come out on a on a future show. Um, or I'll just pop the. I was um, going to say we can just put the pressure on Kyle and get make Kyle do a mon like a monologue, like a four minute monologue while you do the stats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> although I feel like if there's, I feel like if there's anyone. I mean, you heard the nerves doing that laugh. So I mean, if there's anyone, uh, I feel like could could chat about football for four minutes completely unprompted, it probably would be yourself, Kyle. Um, but, but yeah, it's all good. So what is um, what's next on your football agenda? I guess now that the season is is officially over, have you got friendlies, tournaments, games lined up? So, yeah, I guess um, where we're at right now is uh, wrapping up um, the NFFL, as it's now called. Um, and moving towards, I guess, season tidy up for want of a better term. So things that we promised would be in place, like reaching out to people for feedback so that, you know, we're constantly in communication, what could be better for next time around, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so that will be happening imminently. Um, the Women's League is in full pre-play flow. That was a difficult sentence to say for some reason. Um, so just going through the final throws of organization with that. Um, and, you know, 
sort of now starting to plan ahead for next year and in particular um, trying to get ourselves to a good position so that we can launch the uh, strategy in the very near future, which will give people an idea about where we think the game's going to go. Um, and, you know, that's been based on um, not only sort of like insight from people within uh, BAFA or from um, the commission as it now is, so effectively the flag football committee, but also like a number of people, including Tom and others who like helped review and gave us some feedback and things like that. Um, many moons ago. So a big thank you to you, Tom. Whilst thank you. you. I apologize um, a little bit. I, I was not quite as as as, as good as good at re responding as I hope others were. Uh, it's okay. But... No, we got we got plenty of good stuff. And the whole point is right is um it's good just to get like extra pairs of eyes on it and things like that and you know make sure we're not talking any nonsense and it is what people want. And I think the good part about that group albeit that wasn't generally shared between the groups. We have to protect people's data and things like that. Um, like it was a good spread across all areas of flag within the UK. So hopefully that gives us a good indicator um, and we're on the right lines yeah. with all that. It was all very exciting. And um, it's been remarkably difficult not talking about it <laughs> because it's, it's some really cool, interesting stuff coming up. Well, how about this? Uh, you can have an exclusive. We can talk about some of it now. Yeah. Whoa, here we so, go. I've been desperate. I've been desperate because the bit that the, the bit that really got me the most, I suppose, interested and in, definitely seemed to fit, or the, the bit that seemed to definitely fit the um, kind of the the professionalism of of you know football in in the UK was was this kind of tier reward system. Yeah. Um, I really, I think that was a really good idea, and and it's, yeah, I, some of the some of the stuff that's kind of come up as being you know being rewarded in there was 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 brilliant. Um, intrigued to see how it's going to be applied. Um, but uh, the the say the 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 qualifications, the, the putting people into schools, and the you know. Um, the, the, the you know bringing the sports science and things into it as well was really an interesting kind of thing. So where did some of the, those ideas come from? Just I guess the people who we were working with and reviewing with, and then the people who are on the commission as it stands now. Um, so um, you know Mike Lewis, myself, others who are sort of known, Phil um, and Ray as well in particular. Um, so yeah, it's, as with all things, the best efforts are a collective effort. So that's kind of just driving that to completion now. But yeah, I mean, I think the whole um, rewards thing is, uh, I'm not sure I want to use the term rewards, but it, yeah. it's kind of like people should be recognized for showing the right behaviors. Yes. It yeah. shouldn't. And that's kind of one of the things that I personally want to change about sort of like the historic Baffa narrative. Like it's not about punishing people. It's about encouraging people to play. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure that we've always gotten that right in the past. Um, but we want to set it up for success in the future now. So that, 
having a structure that allows or a framework that allows people to if you do the right things you'll be recognized and rewarded uh, for me is the right way to help develop the game because it then becomes in everybody's interest to do whatever it might be you know uh, whether that's actually qualify a coach for your team whether that's fill in your stats on time whatever it, you know the, the countless things um that we could bring into that whole like equation and discussion but for me that's the right way to go it's not about you know i think we need to move away from what was and yeah. uh, you know for me personally taking on on the role like i just want to make flag football great so <laughs> let's let's just move ahead with that and yeah. leave the past behind, basically. Oh, no, that's no, really cool. It's really cool. Um, I think you, you think you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, recognizing what goes into making into the league. Because I mean, what we in in I mean, the tournament we love, we love, we love the flagging tournaments, uh, flagging New Year, flagging Ironman, and and things, um, which I'm sure is no surprise to anyone. Who <laughs> listens for a day or two? But like seeing the youth games getting, uh, you know, filling up and getting local teams, and especially seeing the, the kids from the states come over as part of um, uh, mass flag, part of the the women's bracket. I mean, yeah, mass flag. Thank you. Um, was so good, and it's like, and it it definitely we all left thinking, oh well, what can we do in Aberdeen? And then it's like. Yeah okay, <laughs> you know how how are we going to convince people to give up their give up their time to go into school and things? And I suppose one of the, the other thing that's kind of come out of it or is is obviously this um, NFL London draw uh, tickets draw. Is that is that something that's kind of you know helping with the? Is there more relationship we're seeing with the, with the flag side of Baffa uh, being pushed at the NFL, or is it um, or is it is it just you know, something that we're spending that's being spent spent on as part of the recognition. So, my view on this, and obviously the the pot isn't unlimited, but mm -hmm. um, there's an element of the flag community should get some of what they put in back out, basically. So there's an element of with all of this is building a structure for reinvestment. There's an element of um, you know, building a structure for what's good for the game, which is, you know, if funds come in, um, and I'm not saying this is necessarily the case, but an easy example is um, the junior game isn't really well funded at the moment. Yeah. But should we not be applying more to that and enabling that and making that the best that it can be and building off of the maturity and the structure that we have for the mixed flag league to enable that, you know, it, you've got to start somewhere basically yeah. um but in terms of uh relationship with the nfl and things like that um and other bodies like the olympic committee and things like that um those conversations are happening that's all i can say oh you've you've beat me to my next my like my one of my questions was going to be that i've i've got written down was uh how's the ioc discussions going now that um the legendary tommy viking is uh not as involved in IFAF as he once was. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I would I would say this. I certainly hope that what we have sort of jointly developed and put together is well received by the community and people can see where we're going with it and feel like it's the right thing. I'm 100% going to say now that it's definitely not going to be perfect. It's not going to be 100% right. But my view on all things is get it moving and then iterate it and it will become that over time. There's no point trying to make it that in the first place. Yeah. So um, that's kind of one side of it. But what I would say is like now is the time I would certainly ask anyway, because there's going to be a lot of opportunity coming up. And I certainly would like more people to get involved in helping with flag more broadly. I'm going to be advertising a number of roles soon. Um, but now is the time for the community to get involved. Like flag is just on that turning point where some discussions are going to start happening in full flow and flag I will say is the growth point for American football in this country. It's not contact straight up. I think, yeah, I, I, I think, I the, think the, as, a, as a fan of football, sorry, Buzz. No, no, you go, you go, you're in flow. As a fan no, of football. I think as a fan, yeah, as a fan of football, I think everyone wants to try and replicate what they see on the Sundays and, and Monday nights, but you know, we're not, you know, we have jobs to go to, we have, uh, um, you know, families to come home to, and basically, I'm not a six foot something, 200 pound, well, I am, I'm a short ass, 200 pound guy, but I do not move at, you know, whatever it is, 40 yards at six seconds, like some of those, there's just freaks of nature, like, it's, you know, it's fun, but it's always going to be a down dirty game of contact in, in the UK, whereas I think, especially with the work that's been done on the national team is we've shown that the UK, you know, with the women going and getting third at the Euros, um, especially being maybe slightly underfunded, um, you know, it's, it's just as just a fantastic, um, achievement. And I think you're right. It, it does show that flag has to, it is the way, like you say, it is the way that, 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 that this game's going to grow and, you know, it's going to become, what we see, we're gonna, the only way we're going to see it in parks is if kids are playing it on instead of Sunday league. It's not going to. It's not going to be, you know, hundred hundred people at a, at a park watching kids batter crap out, uh, batter hell out each other. Exactly, but this is kind of back to your original question of like, what is the? So it will be called the club development plan as yeah. opposed to like rewards framework. But the whole point about that is. Um, clearly showing people that there are so many different ways you can contribute to football and it doesn't have to be this huge like i'm one man and i have to take on absolutely everything you know like it doesn't have to be that at all but it but it could be if everybody does a bit we could make it really great and people should be recognized not just themselves individually which i think is an important part of it but as clubs yeah. as volunteers as what like everybody needs to be recognized for the contribution that they make and that's kind of what it comes back to so you know if you set up a junior team and that is a lot of work like i'm i'm not going to sit here and say that it's it's not you know we've considered it um because 
I would say we're a really mature club in terms of like organizationally uh, how we're structured and things like that we set up a women's team um it's a lot of work and setting up a junior team is just a step too far for us at this point in time as much as we would love to do it and um, for others it might not be you know yeah. but for those that have a mixed team right now setting up a women's team is maybe not a step too far whereas setting up a junior team is maybe a little yeah. bit too far at this point in time you know everybody's in a different situation so and that is by far i would say that's certainly not the only thing that we are asking people to do I will. no no yeah 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 so it's just that's the that's the fun headline isn't it yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. but no that's cool <clears throat> sorry but i cut you off earlier uh no i was just going to say that it's it's interesting for for me like my like my former profession in in the climbing world i remember when it was like you know don't say it too loudly but like rock climbing could be in the olympics and everything you know <laughs> um and it and it was all oh, was a pipe dream that's never going to happen and then like it didn't happen they got told like no um and then another four-year cycle went around and went oh well you know maybe and then another four year okay next time you know what i know we said this before but it's fine ne- next time you're in um <laughs> and everyone's and then the last four years in the club well five years really in the climbing world have been like not going to watch it the format's stupid it'll be crap it's just for american tv audiences i don't think i've been able to go into like a room of people who know that that was my life without being like oh my god did you watch it like can you explain how this happened how did it work what happened how do they win like like people loved it um and yeah that's something that I didn't think would happen because I think this all, you know, if you are one of those people who saw it at the Olympics for the first time, like I hate speed climbing. Like I hate it. I hate it. Right. <laughs> Cause it's not real climbing. It's just the route is the same the whole time. And you're just going up as fast as you can. And it's, there's no, there's, like there's art and there's technique to it, but that's not like, it's an, it's an artificial construct climbing out of an already artificial construct of the indoor climbing world. Um, but it got eyeballs and that's why the IOC wanted it is because they know that people will watch it and I think you only need to look at the little like view counter or the share counter of the um, AFFL Facebook page and highlights to see and that's like seven on seven contact which is obviously different but like those highlights go all over the place and they just had their first mixed final at the weekend um if you haven't seen that google it it was team fear versus florida frenzy or i don't know what their name was there i can't remember yeah but like literally that, yeah. if you just search like, like like freaks versus yeah freaks and something um yeah. search that game out because it's unreal um and yeah you can see by the the share count and the viewer count um you know, like it's flag football going viral. Um and that's probably that's you know another avenue for discussion. It's just one of it's just one <laughs> it's just one of those things about like like I I love the Olympics. Like I think that it is like the best sporting event in the world. And the fact that it only happens every four years is incredibly special. And like to see the athletes like getting their gold medal is amazing. And then to see 
like people just making it is is amazing but you do have to remember that at the same time as all that it is like a cold-hearted money-making vacuum um and all they want is engagement and cash so things like the AFFL being super successful um is is good product for them and can only help like a future like olympic journey for for flag and it it will be you know like it will make it i have i have no doubt that eventually like it will it will make it and that will basically go down i think that'll happen the same way as climbing like you'll get half of the community who are like this is awesome like the thing that we do is going to be there you know it's going to be on the red button fifth channel on the iPlayer, but it's there. It counts. <laughs> um, you know, um, and then you'll get people that like, it's it's like... but like you'll get people that are, you know, much the same as me. And I'm like, you know, why the is golf at the Olympics? Like, get out. It's not, it's not an Olympic sport. It's not an Olympic sport. Golf, I love it. It's great. It's not an Olympic sport. Um, and you'll get people on both sides of the wire. Um, but I do think that when you actually, watch the event that's when people will will come around because it's it, even i hate speed cantering or is it called dressage yeah oh, dressage. oh that gets me I horse dancing that. Like, what's, why is I, that there? the fact that the horse yeah. doesn't get a medal <laughs> is outrageous um <laughs> exactly exactly but, literally said to somebody the other day i was like watching this replay of what had gone on in the Paralympics and they were like, oh, the rider did really well. I was like, what about the poor horse? Like the horse is <laughs> the, the, on, the, the only the only good, and I'm sure we've discussed this fact before, and I'm sure it's been discussed many times, like almost everyone will know this already. <laughs> is the, the 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 horse fact about the modern pentathlon. Did you know this? So the modern pentathlon, they one of the so it's like it's like they do a run, they'd go shoot in, they do like a run and like a biathlon, they do fencing they do shooting and they do show jumping is one of them. It's five, it's five of them. And one of the things is show jumping, right? But they only meet the horse 20 minutes before the event starts. So like the actual show jumping event, like they fly those horses to Japan, you know, get them accustomed to it. They've known those horses for years and then they do their show jumping. And then, you know, they almost always make it round because that's what they do. But in, in the show jumping, in the modern pentathlon, they just have like a stock stable of horses and they do it by names out of the hat. And then you get to meet your horse 20 minutes before you're off. Um, and that's it. And it was all over the headlines because there was the rider from Germany, I think, was hands down going to win. And her horse refused to jump. It was, it was just like, nah, not doing it. Like, yes. <laughs> that, is the, that is the horse sport that we deserved. Um, but yeah, that's an aside from flag football. But so, um, but yeah, no, it's <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. It's I good. mean, let's let's take let's just take Olympics out of the equation for a second. Like, yeah. Not that it's not exciting and whatever else, but like you've raised how good the N- not NFL. I mean that that is pretty great. Like you're like, <laughs> but the AFFL and what they've done there. And if you actually think about it logistically, that is 
that is within our reach in the UK. Like it just takes a few of us making a concerted effort to make that happen. And just think how incredible that would be compared to where we are now. Do you know what I mean? Like, as not to say like baby steps, but you know, it's it's kind of like these. Th- I, I don't. I, I've had some conversations, and I feel like people think that things are really far out of reach for us. Yeah. And like, I just don't think they are. I think we're so close to like making this something really great, and it just needs some structure, some help, some like you know, and we'll be there. Like, yeah. obviously not tomorrow. But yeah, I do not too. I would definitely agree because like, I remember when the, so what normally happens at, and I'm going to use climbing again as an example, because it's the world that I'm the most comfortable with. What would normally happen and what used to happen in a climbing competition was um, that if you were really lucky and it was something like the British bouldering championships, if you went onto the BBC sport homepage and went other, there would be a link there that said sport yeah. climbing on it. And if you went into there, you would get a live stream that the BBC were basically um, like co-chairing the um, the official stream of the event, which was normally just two climbers sitting in front of a laptop and a camera talking about what they saw. And from there, that's... And I thought at the time, like, oh, they're practicing. Like, their BBC are practicing how they're going to do this. Um, because at the Olympics, it was on BBC One because there was a British athlete in the final. Well... In the, in the qualifiers um and i don't think that like obviously there's like connections to be made and you know hands to grease and, and all that kind of stuff but um i don't think that like the way that like onside did finals in manchester a couple of years ago um in the in the raceway like that standard of stream is like not that far off like the first time the climbing got it's kind of like yeah. you know we're going to bury you on the website but you will be on the website kind of um introduction to the to the wider yeah. wider audience um and like yeah it's, it's pretty close and it's the same with like the way that like the way the winter league stream ran is again not that far off i guess the only thing that you would want is more angles like that's the only thing that i can ever think about from that from the day at the win- from winter league, from the four winter league streams we did, and the ones with um, the on the onside did, um, is mm-hmm. just more more camera angles because the you either have that like we can't you know it's one camera that is manually being turned from the halfway line, or if or you end up with like if the you know if the action is at the other end of the field you just can't you just can't see it. Um, on the but like yeah. an extra couple of cameras and the ability to link them together, you know, re- needs someone who can do it. But it's not like, like you say, it's not. You know, you don't need the bloody like CBX eight K drone thing going around. You just need like, you know, people with cameras on sticks. Um, a, mo- a mobile phone, a mobile phone on a gimbal will give you. <laughs> You know more than you can put possibly stream data wise on a on a on YouTube or Facebook or anything. So it's like all we need is you know we have to like like you say you have we have to find a way we have to find the people that want to grow the sport beyond like sounds silly like but you know us sitting here doing nonsense chatting around like it's a it's an in to talk to people about it like at work you know 
we mentioned, oh, we, we sit and we do stupid podcasts and and things, and people are like, oh, that's cool. If you send them links to that, it's like, oh, that's cool. And then next thing you hear is like they're they're trying to look out for teams out around the world, around wherever they are, and you just got yeah, you got to find those people that are, are willing to go and do something whether because they whether they're like uh, James Brewerton, um, who does a lot of the photos and stuff down your way, you know, I I that guy must his DMs after any tournament must just be like insane. <laughs> oh, have you done my pictures yet? Have you got me any any of me yet? Yeah, it was and like that, the, like, we need more the, guys like that. Like when when um like the oil cats uploaded all the flag and New Year photos from the year just gone. Um, like I can see the engagement, like the clicks from that um on on screen. Oh, yeah. Um, and people love it. People love it. Um, and why not like it's a photograph of you doing the thing that you love so like of course you're going to want those you're going to want that um but yeah i think i think especially as people have had a lot of time to themselves over the last year um like you look at the amount of flag football players who are now streaming stuff who are now like twitch affiliates like there's a whole community of people out there now that are more comfortable in the streaming space than they would have been in February of 2019. Um, and <laughs> Sounds I, so long ago. It does sound so long ago, but like I think that's, um, I mean, not February 2020 even. Like, um, like I think it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's, yeah, those, the, the community is able to probably upgrade its level of content without too much hassle the only downside of that is that at the moment the people that want that are able to do it want to play um and i think that's you know like for example like at winter league tree took himself out of playing um yeah in order to put on you know the greatest show that winter league is you know winter football i don't i, don't, I mean like when he first told me what the plan was, and he was like, "Right, so basically, Bez, like, I'd li- like you're gonna play all the games, um, but we're also gonna, so, but then when you're not playing, you're gonna come and commentate on the games, and then if you don't mind staying for like an hour and a half afterwards, we're gonna do like a post post game day wrap up where we'll have all the stats already done, um, and the results, and obviously the highlights will get edited in later, and then I'm gonna spend the rest of my week after work." you know, finished working, I'm not going to spend it with my family. I'm going to edit it all together. So we've got like a really slick professional looking show and out there. Um, and then he did it and it was amazing. Um, and like, I know for him, like part of that is that that's a, a really good example of what his business can do. You know, um, it's an advert, but like what an advert. Um, and like, like so, you say, like the AFL, so here, AFL coverage is not like, you know they've got very wealthy yeah, sponsors, it, it, but it's not that far off, really. Like you could, you know, um, to coin to coin a phrase that always gets thrown around, like, you know, like a janky, a janky solutions exist for everything. But here's here's the the kind of like thing, right? And I'm not sure that everybody appreciates that. So you've kind of touched on it, Bez. How do we want to grow the game? We want to get the image of the game out there. How do we get the image of the game out there? We get the image of the game out there by all of us doing our bit and publicizing the game, which is a nice segue for me to say, by the way, 
all clubs, please check your emails. We're asking you for stuff so that we can publicise the game on your behalf and celebrate your achievements this season. Yeah, uh, the highlights, the highlights, the highlights hunt is really <laughs> on. Yes, exactly. Pull your finger out and just effing reply. Please. That's it. Just, just, Thanks, just do it. Just, just, can just I don't... Uh, hire you as an enforcer? Just don't, press, just don't press Everyone reply all. That's the problem. No one thinks I'm scary <laughs> in the slightest. <laughs> um, oh, I think we've, we've either lost me or we've lost Kyle. Oh, I don't know if it is me. Sorry, it, it was me. Okay, right, go again. Go again, sorry. No, I was, it, like, if you put if you put the film out there, you show the game in the right way and in a consistent way, which is not hard for us to do. Like that takes me and the other people in the commission setting out like some guidelines, which we're doing as to this is how we'd like things filmed consistently. Right. That's what, that's the foundation. And then if everybody does their bit, the message gets out there, new players get interested, new teams pop up, sponsors become a thing. All of these things, right. Are, fully within reach but it just takes us all publicizing okay that's all it is yeah so does that mean that we're gonna uh, we're gonna see an nffl uh a weekly podcast from the committee <laughs> and then uh youtube highlight shows once a month uh what i will say is uh it might not be twitch but keep your ears and eyes open Oh, I'm, I'm, you've got me hanging now. I'm ready. Yeah. Desperate to. I might. I might even not use my my Prime subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're definitely not going to be on Prime, so it's a waste of money, Tom. Like, it's just... oh, okay, fair enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think you're right though. Like, it's going to definitely. It's like it's not. I think it's. Yeah, it's one of those things as well when it comes to like the kind of the content space is that once you get like as what we found is like the hardest the hardest part of doing this was doing episode one because once episode not one is be, out there, not wanting to be an idiot, there, there has to be an episode two. Like once you know, like once you get rolling, then it's it's you do it. So I think with like the the highlights videos and stuff once people get used to cutting and editing the footage together and sending it out it just becomes like okay we've got the game the games are finished like we've put the cameras up like i think every team we played this year had cameras just about there was a, like yeah. we i mean we 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 recorded every game the glasgow's did the grange Mouse apart did. from when the sun melted the cameras apart from that time that it was so hot the cameras melted yeah um but <laughs> What was it? Thirty something degrees you too all hot. played in that day. It was too hot. It was too hot. It was not good. Um, but you know, like, but it's Scotland. That's something that happened once. Just across pollinate, you know. <laughs> just to cross pollinate, and um, you know, uh, Marcus at first and fifteen, for example, has had this idea of like he's going to collate video and put it on YouTube. Yeah. And fair enough, it will be branded as first and fifteen. But you know there's then a place that people can go and watch what's going on. And literally all it takes is one extra step beyond what teams are doing at the moment. It's yeah. let's everybody film stuff consistently and let's live stream it instead of record it and use it for later. 
And if we can do that, and then, you know, we can organize sharing agreements and whatever else, like suddenly we're in a completely different space of the sport. Yeah, the con like yeah, it's the content for stuff is gonna be it's gonna be big. Like it'll be I it'll be interesting to see the like the engagement figures that the your highlight reel gets. Because I think it'll go mental in the space. Like Oh yeah. Because people will want I to see people like, will want to see if they made it. Uh, so people will watch it, you know, and that's part of it. But those like well, though but then that like so that, that, you know, like like Tom Clark likes this goes to what like a third of your friends list oh yeah that's it you know that's how that that's exactly that's you know that's how it's gonna work so no it'll be cool it'll be cool to see um yeah so but right now though um you know unless you want to watch uh me talking about myself or the committee talking about themselves (laughs) uh please answer your emails that'd be great please thanks (laughs) For sure. For check sure. inboxes, check junk boxes, you know, yeah. check the ones that you've you've automatically sent to trash because, you know, it's got Kyle's name on it. Just... <laughs> At this stage, right, like, honestly, the amount of responses I get back saying, sorry, this didn't go to my inbox. Seriously, how many emails have I sent people this year? Like, I was, we were accused of not talking enough before. Now I'm talking too much and people are binning me. Like, what's, <laughs> what's this about? Oh, no, <laughs> I... I it's one of the things I was going to say is like, it, it's so like, I think when we, we first came on and after getting your position and stuff, like we spoke about, it's not an easy job, but like you kind of set out what you wanted and it's been, despite how hard it's been, you can, we can, at least I feel like I can see this as, as a marked change. We've seen a change in Pete's uh, attitude to flag. We saw that from his first, maybe slightly misguided kind of conversation with the community to then, it being very prevalent in his uh, Baffer um, strategy and and things, and then we're seeing you kind of the other thing you're talking about. It's like you can really see it's it's what is it two years two and a bit years? Uh, no, it's yeah. like one. It's like one, isn't it? One yeah, it's been that far. Uh, yeah, feels like a yeah. long. Yeah. Time. It was it was one. It was one back in uh, in March. That's yeah. when I first got involved. It's March two thousand and nineteen. And then uh, I went on holiday and then COVID hit while I was on holiday. And the first thing I had to do when I came back was figure out cancelling the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's marked quite well. Like it's etched in my mind. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, mean, so, I was going to say it's pretty quick for two and a bit years, but one and a bit years is, is, yeah. is a brilliant speed. You know this, Tom, is first first guy ever to cancel the league. And then um, the also the, fir- the first guy ever to, to resurrect it. So, you know. One 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 infamous decision and one <laughs> one spectacular decision. Um, so it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, right. I am aware that um, time is is dragging on. Um, so there are two two questions left. Right, that I've got one of them is um, football related, and one of them is it is just a bit of fun. Um, so we'll start with football related first. Um, and this is something that came up and we touched on it on the show um, at the, the beginning of the season. Um, so Kyle, you are fully aware that our the name of our show is a pun on the name of the conference, the HNC. So <laughs> why did you change it to the HNB? 
why why have you done this to us why, you, why is it no why do you hate us like it seems it seems petty it seems it petty is. and unoriginal not to get... <laughs> <laughs> uh just any opportunity to throw a grenade over the border really yeah, the, uh, um you know you're just within throwing distance for me so that's kind of um but yeah it's um in reality what sits behind that is is some longer term change about how we structure things and regionalize things etc so that we can meet everybody's needs and give people opportunities and different levels of play um, and make things a bit consistent so uh, you're kind of seeing an interim step you will not be the hnd forever so, okay right in so that your case it's still valid bez yeah my, my boots still count and um in in that case we won't we won't change the name of the show just yet well uh We'll wait and see how. Um... <laughs> I mean, uh, it doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? The way it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. And I always meant it to have to be like we H and D you. Yeah, I always, you know, well, I always meant to go back and and like rip out my like my mock outrage um, and clip it into a little little highlighter, but I haven't done it yet. Um, cool. well, Tom was asking for a monologue before. Like you could have just brought that. That's true. That's true. I could have just played it for you and stared you down. <laughs> Listen to look, look how upset I was. Um, okay. the the final The final question, and this is one that Greg really wanted to ask you. Really, really wanted to ask you. Um, but obviously, he's being a perfect son, so he isn't here. Um, if your belly button was a real button, what would it do? How on earth do you even? <laughs> we may have to clip going? that bit of footage there. Yeah, what what answer are you looking for from me, Greg or Bez or yeah. whoever came up with that? Like toggle button, yeah. clip. Like what are you after? You no, know, like what would like if you press the button, what would happen? What would it do? Uh, to be honest, it would probably just be like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Just laugh. <laughs> Unoriginal. Like a squeeze like, like a squeeze toy. Yeah, basically. Just like <laughs> that was creepy. That was good though. <laughs> that was, what was that? I hope you're video recording this. Yeah. Oh everything gets recorded. Everything gets recorded. Nothing is uh nothing is sacred anymore. Um yeah, that's good. Um that's good. I'm, he'll be glad that I asked you that. He will be glad I asked you that. Um, yeah, cool. Um, well, I think I think that's all we've we've really got we've really got time for. Um, but I know that we could we could talk for talk forever. Um, but at least Tom has a question, or he's waving. I'm not sure. He's got a question for me. You, Tom, you're not a mime. You can use your words. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> it's like no. I was just trying to make sure we didn't we didn't forget things. Okay. Uh, but it, it's fine. We'll, we'll we'll go awkward, and you know, I'll just say, don't forget my joke. I would never forget your joke and what's actually shocking is I don't have a joke for you today so it's all on your joke um, <laughs> so go on then go on then tell us your joke before we go imagine if Americans switched from pounds to kilograms overnight it would be a mass confusion <laughs>
Oh, I hate you so much. That took a second. That took a second. <laughs> that might be the best one you've had so far, though. That might be the best one you've had so far. Um, yeah. We got some good owl feedback, though. Like people, I'd be quite proud of that one when I heard that one. People enjoyed, people enjoyed the owl jokes. That was quite good. Um, so, yeah. Well done. Well done. Um, yeah, so I guess that... <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess that's that's it. That's our show for the for the week. Um, we will definitely have to have to get you back on at some point, um, Kyle. As always, it's a it's an absolute pleasure. Um, and it sounds like it's going to be a relatively relatively busy um, off season. And we've got the WFFL about to about to begin. Um, has this has the schedule gone up for that? Is it out yet? Is it League Republic? Not yet. The final schedule will be next week. Next week. Um, wow. So they're just in their uh, they're just in their challenge window, just making sure that they're all happy with it. Um, that will close on Friday, and then it will go up on League Republic. Oh, there we go. Okay, a second a secondary exclusive on the on the show that the schedule will drop next week. So that's that's good to hear. And then we'll get another cracking season of of flag football on the go. Um, to to take us into Christmas, I guess that'll run. What's that going to be? October? Yeah, it'll run all almost all the way to Christmas, right? And then eleventh yeah, yeah. of December it finishes because of Israel. So it's December. all been yeah. Oh God, we've got the oh God, we've got the world as well, don't we? Whoa, what a year! What a year! Um, <laughs> Kyle, but you can't see what Kyle's just like ruefully shaking his head, like nodding away um, <laughs> to what a year um yeah well what a show so thank you very much for for coming on kyle um we do we do hugely hugely appreciate your time um it's always it's always good to have a a fresh voice on the show um and you know find out what their belly buttons would do so <laughs> having some of the yeah, thanks. thanks for that um but yeah no uh, always a pleasure chatting with you, chaps. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll definitely get you back soon. Um, so that is the the end of the season. We've got a bunch of stuff still to talk about on the Facebook page um, with our teams of the year and our fantasy results and all the stats stuff that I haven't got around to doing yet. So keep an eye on the channel for for that and basically any other content that we can we can come up with um, as we begin September. Um, and there's a lot going on, so keep flag football will not stop just because the league is over um, but potentially full length games will for at least a month so it is goodbye from Tom goodbye goodbye send your emails in (laughs) it's goodbye from Kyle (laughs) thanks Tom I'm too blue (laughs) and it is goodbye from me that has been the way we HNC it have a great day night weekend is a podcast i don't know when you listen to this but enjoy it bye remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of the way we hnc it by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review Um, To be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does, but if you enjoy the show, 
give us some decent stars and tell your friends and if you don't enjoy the show then com- feel completely free to tell nobody about it you tried you didn't like it but hey at least you tried and at least we got here and to be honest you must have liked it a little bit because at the here at the end of the show you're still listening speak soon everyone have a great week <laughs>